Are you ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here is your host, John Inglesby. We're some America listeners. Welcome to my 506th ever show of all around sports. Reach Monday at noon Eastern time. We broadcast live from Florida to go all around the world of sports for one hour, to discuss what happened last week and what's ahead for this week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at www.iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from this past week, also, we will rejoin next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Well, my highlight of the week is John Rahm winning the Genesis Invitational in Los Angeles, and it's his remarkable third win on the PGA Tour this early in the year in over 40 years. By winning yesterday, he also passed the legendary Seve Ballesteros for second most wins by a Spaniard. Rom now has 10 wins and is only one behind Sergio Garcia uh, to tie and perhaps pass Sergio as the winningest Spaniard ever on the PGA Tour. So what John Rom is doing is frankly insane uh his game has just been uh growing and growing and growing i was at the masters a few years ago and watched him on a couple holes and you could just kind of see it then i remember uh talking with some people about uh just how he could be you know among the next big thing and he has surely surely turning out to be that. Um, so he does well in California. It's where he won his first major. I believe it was at Torrey Pines. Of course, uh, this past weekend, the Genesis was at Riviera. And uh, it was hosted by Tiger Woods and his foundation. And speaking of Tiger, that was certainly another highlight of the week. Uh, he had... Up and down four days, no surprise. It's his first time playing a tour event in many months. And the good news is, is he finished the four days, all his rounds, under par for the first time in almost three years. So for all the Tiger fans out there, and there's a lot of them, uh, what did I hear? One announcer said last week, uh, might have been Scott Van Pelt. Uh, he doesn't move the needle. He is the needle. And it's just so true. I personally went out of my way to watch as much as I could, starting, of course, on Thursday. And the ending on Thursday, as he was paired with Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas, uh, what a threesome. But Tiger birdied the last three holes on day one, Thursday. And 
to add to the uh, celebration, if you will, was Rory and JT also birdied the 18th. So all three birdied the 18th, and it was just as loud as loud gets. It was a, practically a Sunday Augusta roar from that crowd, and it's just a great finishing hole where uh, the clubhouse is in the background, the spectacular-looking clubhouse, I might add. It's in the background, and uh, you know people were sitting on the hole, uh, on the hill, excuse me, it'd be near the hole, the green, and uh, it's just a spectacular setting, to say the least. And uh, so, just a great, great uh, tournament. And John Rahm, right now, is uh, if you had to pick him today, you'd have to pick him as the favorite to win the Masters, which suddenly is only, what, five, six weeks away. And uh, it was encouraging news from Tiger that he said, uh, you know, he plans to play all four majors. Uh, he played three last year. Of course, the one he didn't play was the one I attended at the U.S. Open in Brookline, uh, uh, right outside Boston at the Country Club, the famed Country Club, uh, site of the 1999 Ryder Cup, which I attended. And uh, Matt Fitzpatrick won last year. But Anyway, Tiger, uh, just to hear him say he and his hope is to play all four majors is very, very encouraging. You just don't know. But again, he completed all four days, so uh, that's the good news. No doubt about it. My bizarre story of the week is Jason Tatum continuing to elevate his game and just uh, make his mark. In the NBA, he's an up-and-coming star playing with all the All-Stars yesterday in the NBA All-Star game. And he just uh, lit it up, scoring a record 55 points. Of course, he was the MVP. He had 27 points in the third quarter. Uh, I believe that's also a record. And it's time to just pause for a moment and talk about Danny Ainge, former GM of the Celtics, who, of course, orchestrated the famous trade that brought Jason Tatum here a few years back and uh, yeah he, he traded with the 76ers to flip uh, their two picks at the top of the round uh, drafting round one of course and uh, Danny and the Celtics brought in Jason Tatum above uh, and the Instead of getting drafting Markel Fultz, who was pretty much the consensus uh, expected number one pick that year, the Sixers took him and didn't work out there. But Markel Fultz is still carving out a decent career down in uh, down here in the Orla in Orlando with the Magic. But it's really all about Jason Tatum. Uh, what he's doing is incredible to see him grow as a player and a leader. Uh, alongside Jalen Brown uh, and the rest of that very, very deep Celtics team. Everybody's feeling like this is the year up in Boston, uh, where I've lived for years and years, and it just feels like it's the Celtics' year and it's Tatum's year, although the Bucks have drawn within a half a game uh, with their win last week before the All-Star break. But, of course, uh, four of the Celtics' top players didn't play, but yet the Celtics took them to overtime 
And it was, uh, there's not many moral victories, especially in pro sports, but that may have been one. Uh, so those two are going to go down to the wire and mix in the 76ers in the Eastern Conference, and we'll see what happens. But it's a great time in Boston. Two winter sports teams, Celtics and Bruins, are just having, uh, the, the Bruins are just flat out on a historic pace. No other way to say it. Uh, as in setting potentially the record for uh, most wins ever by an NHL hockey team. Uh, they're on pace to do that, so we shall see. And uh, so Jason Tatum, he's just, uh, you know, probably top five at this point, I'd say. And uh, yesterday's all-star performance last night, I should say, just added to his, uh, you know, to his credentials. And that leads into my low light of the week, which was the first NFL week in many months. First NFL, first week, period, without the NFL. Yesterday was uh, a bit of a shocking Sunday uh, without NFL. Luckily, uh, the New York Jets are keeping the NFL in the news. Uh, they had Derek Carr in over the weekend uh, to potentially come in as their quarterback. And Aaron Rodgers is, we believe, on his darkness retreat. So everybody's waiting to see uh, when he emerges and what he might have to say. Um, so as always, the NFL year-round, we all love it. And, uh, you know, we're all in a bit of a uh, state of depression, I think, after the, the week following the NFL uh, Super Bowl, of course, last Sunday. Hard to believe. It seemed like a year ago. And, uh, but... There are other things to keep us going, such as the NBA All-Star Game, such as John Rahm winning the golf tournament. There was also the NHL. They put on a great show Saturday night in Raleigh at the Stadium Series outside at North Carolina State. The intro was terrific with a tribute to Jim Valvano. It was awesome. Uh, the Daytona 500 uh, right up the road uh, in, in, of course, Daytona. And... Uh, and that went into overtime. Pretty interesting. A lot of driving. I think it was five hours plus for the drivers in their cars uh, before it was finally settled when Ricky Stenhouse won. And breaking news this morning where it appears that uh, just in the past hour or two where it looks like Russell Westbrook is going to be uh, signing with the Clippers. Interesting because, of course, he has played with the Lakers the last couple of years, so he may remain in Los Angeles. Let's not forget uh, he played for UCLA, was a star there, and I believe he is uh, L.A. native. So it looks like he's going to stay with the Clippers, and Clippers and Lakers obviously have a rivalry. They play in the same building, um, and that will be fascinating to watch if Russell Westbrook indeed uh, finalizes a deal with the Clippers. So that should be fun. No doubt about it. And, uh, the NBA has just been fascinating here over the past couple of weeks, uh, with the trades, of course, Kyrie, Kyrie Irving going to the Mavs, leaving the Brooklyn Nets. Then KD follows suit, comes out to the Suns in Phoenix uh, they're instantly a Western Conference favorite, if not the favorite right now. If you had to pick them, you'd probably pick the NBA Finals to be 
the Suns and the Celtics. But I'm sure Giannis will have something to say about that uh, back in the East, and maybe Joel Embiid as well. Uh, out West, um, you, you know, the Suns are the clear favorite, but, you know, we need to see them play together. KD is currently injured. That's important. Um, so he not only needs, is joining a new team, but he's recovering from an injury uh, from a few weeks back. So it's just going to be a great theater. Uh, I think they start again on Thursday with, uh, <clears throat> you know, resume the schedule after the All-Star break. And uh, so it's going to be exhilarating, to say the least. There's only about 20 or so games left uh, in the first half of the NBA season. Of course, they play about 60 and then leave 20 or so for, uh, you know, which is a smart idea because then knowing that some teams may play four rounds, two teams will play four rounds to get to the finals. Uh, that's an extra month and a half, two months of playing. So I kind of like the way that they break it up with the majority, uh, basically three quarters of the season played before the all-star break, then a nice big break. And, uh, and we go from there. So that's something to look forward to. It's going to be a race to the finish in the NBA and the NHL to boot. So now let's take our break. And next up is our call-in expert, AP Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. So don't go anywhere. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Planning for college? Tune in to Getting In, a college coach conversation for tips, techniques, and insider perspectives. Hosted by Elizabeth Heaton, a former admissions officer at the University of Pennsylvania, and featuring her fellow admissions and college finance experts from Bright Horizons College Coach. The show shares what colleges are really looking for and how to highlight your hard-won achievements for the best chance of success. New episodes air every Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety channel. Do you know that over 70% of Americans with severe disabilities are unemployed? Are you one of the 2.5 million Americans with epilepsy? If you are or know someone struggling with these issues, tune in to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. On the show, Joyce will discuss these issues as well as others. She will have on nationally known guests that will offer helpful insight on disability matters and let you, the listener, call in with your questions and concerns. So if you struggle with a disability or know someone who does, listen to Disability Matters with Joyce Bender. Heard every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific time here on voiceamerica.com as humans we suffer when we believe we are not good enough we are taught we must be better look better try harder and achieve more we cope with the stress and disappointment of life in ways that make us feel worse and keep us stuck in a cycle of unworthiness we don't have to live this way you don't have to live this way Kirsten and her guests will share how self-acceptance and unconditional self-love can help you break this cycle and find freedom. Listen to Giraffe Tango Octopus, Freedom for Humans, with Kirsten Johansson, Wednesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. 
Tune in to The Patricia Raskin Show on VoiceAmerica.com every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time. This is the program that helps you turn obstacles into opportunities, challenges into solutions, and find answers to tough questions with the award-winning powerhouse voice of radio, Patricia Raskin. So tune in and call in to The Patricia Raskin Show, Mondays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time, right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788. Or you can email me about at IIR at Comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Hey, doing great, John. Thank you, for, thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for calling in. As always, happy President's Day to you. Three-day weekend, and uh, but here we are, as usual, putting on the show, and AP, uh, you were out last week in Phoenix for Super Bowl week. Uh, we appreciate you calling in from Phoenix and filling us in for uh, with all the activity and whatnot. Sounded like a great week, but you're back home in Alabama, and Alabama happens to be the home of the number one basketball team in the country. Yeah, John, 20 years it's taken for them to reach that point again, so... And they are on top of the pole, and then they played last week uh, at Tennessee in the middle middle of the week and were defeated. They were kind of flat and had a lot of turnovers, and uh, they shot about the same, both teams, 36%, but Tennessee had, oh, I don't know, 15, 16 more shots because of the turnovers. Mm-hmm. So that was the difference in the ball game. Uh, but then they played another. In the rebound game, John, it's kind of interesting when they've lost a couple of times this season, lost at Oklahoma, which is now ranked, and that was a, a really a bad loss uh, overall. But they came back and beat the team in the conference by 40, 50 points, you know, set a record. I think against Oklahoma, I think they beat Vanderbilt by about 50 or so, and then they beat Georgia on Saturday by about 50. So that, that was a record because normally if you have a big win down in basketball, maybe it's 20, 30 points. They were ahead by 29 points at halftime. So wow. they came back strong uh, after that loss midweek to Tennessee. Yeah, there must be a lot of excitement down there with Alabama being number one in basketball, correct? I mean, you're familiar with number one down yeah. there, your parts in football, that's for sure. Yeah. But yeah, right. Basketball is a little yeah. different yeah, story. You know, they, yeah, they, they have been starving for a uh, top-ranked basketball team for many, many years. And, John, uh, what's kind of fortuitous about this season is the first and second round is in Birmingham. So mm-hmm. Alabama should be in Birmingham for the first and second round. I mean, if you can't win the two games 
uh, hosting games in Birmingham, you better better go home. So this team, for them to be on record as one of the best ever at the school, you've got to do something in the tournament because we all know basketball is a tournament sport, and so they have every they're going to have every opportunity uh, with the games being in Birmingham. And then the question is, John, moving forward, if they uh, they can win those games, is where will they be sent for the regional? And we know the regionals are New York, Louisville, Kansas City, and then Las Vegas. Now, I have nothing against Las Vegas or New York, two great places, um, but Kansas City is a little bit further. So you're, I think they're hoping possibly they can be in that Louisville bracket. Sure. That would make sense. That's When you just named them, that's exactly who I thought would be the, uh, you know, the best match would be, or, yes. you know, distance-wise, would be Louisville. And AP, it's the most wide-open, many people are saying it's the most wide-open March Madness outlook that maybe we've ever seen. Um, they're just as simply, nothing against Alabama, uh, but there is not an overwhelming clear favorite as there so often is in basketball. Uh, right now you'd have to say it's Alabama cause they're number one. So it's just that simple, but, yeah, uh, been yeah. crazy. The changes yeah. in number one this year. Yeah, John, uh, this season, uh, I have no idea. I, I would like to see Houston, uh, since they're highly ranked and have a chance to win. I, I would like to see them be in the final four, reach the final four. That would be fun for that city. Oh, yeah, because it's obviously being held in Houston. So to have a hometown favored for the Final Four is, you know, as in any sport, a pretty rare event. Uh, you know, I was down here in Tampa when the Bucks, uh were in the Super Bowl held in Tampa. And that was just it just takes it to the next level. And it was really, really fun, to put it mildly. And uh, first year with Tom Brady here. And uh, so, yeah, that would be great. Plus, AP, you know, they're. Are they still coming out of the American, right, conference? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I don't know if this is the last year, but it still would be the American Athletic Conference, right? So. Yeah, well, these um, days you have to, I, I, sorry, I had to ask the question. I, it's tough to keep up sometimes with all the changes and who's jumping conferences, but I was uh, quite sure Houston was still in the American, which you and I know well. We covered them uh, when they were headquartered in Providence and held their annual football media days down in Newport. You and I attended multiple times, and uh, you know they kind of relocated down to Texas, I believe, maybe Frisco, if I'm not mistaken, or in that area, Dallas area. Right, the Dallas area, right, the Dallas area, correct, yeah. So there's not far to travel for the home office, and uh, the the women's out for is there as well, uh, John. In the same city, like a week apart, right? Yeah, Dal- Dallas is the final four for the. I, what you know, John? I was I, I don't recall it exactly, but I was thinking um, I thought the women were maybe Sunday and Tuesday, but I, I I have to double check that. You might be right about that. And I said same city. I meant same state. So the women are in Dallas, the men are in Houston, and I think you might be right about that sequence of scheduling. Uh, but yeah, it, it's it's great. Uh, well, you and I both have a serious soft spot, to say the least, for the American Conference. We were there from day one on. We, we both yes. think 
very highly of their commissioner, Mike Oresco, who has handled the changes in conferences and teams jumping around to different conferences and whatnot. He has handled it beautifully to keep the American relevant. Right. And, you know, right now the relevancy is just very, very high with, you know, and a big part of the reason, you know, whether it's Cincinnati and football making college football playoff or uh, Houston potentially uh, becoming a Final Four team, uh, one of the top teams in the country in basketball. Uh, it's just great to see. I, I just am always rooting for teams coming out of the American. Yeah. And, and John, I was just checking this, and it's actually Friday, Sunday for the women. The Friday, 31st. Sunday. Okay, Friday, that makes... Sunday, not yeah. Friday, Sunday, those games. And the same weekend, so and then of course be... the men are yeah. Saturday, yeah. right? Monday. The men, the, yeah, the men are for the first and the third of April, and the women are the thirty-first of March and April second, which is a Sunday. So it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday for the men's and women's in Dallas and Houston. Wow, it's uh, one heck of a weekend, and what I al- always what I know for a fact, because I've already been checking into it, is uh, looking at it this morning with John Rom talking about John Rom winning the Genesis yesterday out in L.A. But it immediately is followed by the Masters. Three Masters begins three days after the national championship, as always, because as always, we all know that Jim Nance basically does national championship game and. And he's off to Augusta. It's always a great right. week for him. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, and uh, University of Houston graduate, so that's um, all right for him. Right. Yeah. Oh, that, that's such a good point. And if I'm not mistaken, you may know, I, I think he may have been Freddie Couples' roommate or certainly a pro. Yeah, team, teammate, probably, uh, probably roommate as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah, at University of Houston. University of Houston. Yeah. Because Jim Nance was on the golf team because he's an excellent golfer as well as a great golf commentator, obviously legendary. Mm-hmm. That's great. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He has referenced it many times. I, I met Jim Nance at uh, Fenway Writers Series up in Boston a number of years ago, and he was just fabulous. He could not have been more friendly and down to earth. Right. Oh, yeah. So uh, that's a big deal. And, of course, we all know that Houston, is history they have with basketball, Guy Lewis, yes. he, he brought that university to prominence in, uh, from the Southwest, the Southwest Conference, and he integrated that. I think he integrated that program, I believe. And, of course, he had the great teams at Alvin Hayes in the 60s, and then yep. Hakeem Olajuwon and company in the uh, 80s, and Five slam uh, he, he brought players from many places, and you know he he dominated that Southwest for a while. Oh yeah, yeah, and you know, you know to this day, I, I think the Houston famous Houston UCLA game, and I believe 1968 from the Astrodome. Uh, it was uh, Elvin Hayes versus Luel Cinder, as in Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yes. Uh, it's oh, still, yeah. I, I I think we all remember where we were that game i certainly do uh, i i do yeah it was january 20th 1968 it sure was yeah, i remember watching go. the game in color in color at that time and it was a big night Al center had a, a affliction with his eye 
kid. I think, yep. he, I think he had a patch on his eye that game, I believe. Correct. And uh, Alvin, Alvin Hayes ended up with, I think it was 38 points, made the last two free throws. I thought it was about a two-point game, maybe 71-69, something like that. That's it. That's famous and, score. Uh, oh, a rare score. thousand people, right? Yes. Yes, AP. And a rare score etched in everybody's memory. We don't always remember the final scores of games, but I think that 71-69 is, you know, is one that we just all remember. And then I believe UCLA beat uh, Houston then in the NCAA tournament later that year, correct? Yeah, UCLA beat him. I, I think that score was 101-69, I think. Yeah, yeah, and, they, uh, uh, and that might have been in Los Angeles that final four. I think you might. I think you're right about that. Uh, AP, the good old days. Well, let's see how Houston does this year and see yeah. if they get back to the final four in their hometown. It'll be awesome. And believe it or not, AP, we've already come to the end of our first segment together. It always goes so quickly, uh, but we still have a lot more to get to on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. Today, our 40s sit firmly in midlife. We are starting to feel our place and have many productive years ahead. But now is the best time to plan for our future life. Listen for 45 Forward with host Ron Roel. From retirement to health and technology to caring for our parents, no topic is off the table. We don't have a roadmap to our actual future, but we can start to plan more effectively. Tune into 45 Forward, Mondays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific Time, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips offers a psychological perspective on coping with common and current life issues. This show addresses topics as varied as marital stress, insomnia, depression, raising teens, campus violence, and building self-resilience. Listen in as Dr. Phillips and her guest experts share the latest in books, findings, and information that will inform and enhance your life journey. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on The Voice America Variety Channel. Imagine being left in the backwoods of Alaska to live off the land. Could you do it? Well, this week on The Revolution, expert hunters, survivalists, and foragers Casey Kiefer of Dropped and Daniel Vitalis from Wild Fed will share their vast woodsmanship skills and experiences with Jim and Trav that'll keep you alive. The Revolution is presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Saturdays at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. Tune in every Friday to get your weekend kickoff early. Join the legendary G. Keith Alexander for What's Hot Harlem America. The flagship show of the new Harlem America Digital Network has something for everyone. From the latest in entertainment to empowerment, health and wellness, and more, we'll bring you a variety of fresh viewpoints, voices, and ideas. What's Hot Harlem America with G. Keith Alexander can be heard every Friday at 1 p.m. in New York and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. 
are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now back to the show. Where's America, listeners? Welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-866-472-5788, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. And A.P., last segment, we talked a lot of college basketball, and you're down in Alabama, and Alabama is currently the number one team in the country which is pretty cool down there in football country that you're in. But, AP, speaking of Alabama, a lot of chatter now here in the wake of the Super Bowl about uh, Bryce Young, the fabulous quarterback of the Crimson Tide the last few years, as well as C.J. Stroud, quarterback up in uh, Ohio State, who lit it up in the national semifinal against Georgia. But... Uh, the Buckeyes come up short, but AP hearing a lot of chatter about those two quarterbacks and, you know, even to the point where Bears have the number one pick and maybe they're considering trading their number one pick from a year or two ago, Justin Fields, for to get, you know, to get a Bryce Young or a C.J. Stroud. So the draft chatter has begun, AP. Yeah, John, if you're the Chicago Bears, I mean, you drafted Justin Fields, number one, a couple years ago. But I think that he was sacked, I don't know, maybe the the most in the league. It's got to be near the top. But he he needs support. I mean, any quarterback they draft, I mean, you take somebody like Bryce Young, I mean, he's not very big. And I don't think he could take um, all those sacks. I mean, I don't think he can take all those sacks and not get injured. I mean, any quarterback, really, in the NFL. So, oh, no, I mean, that, Roy. They may, yeah, they might, yeah, that might be their intention, but, I mean, the quarterback needs support. Absolutely. I mean, you know, David Carr. I referenced earlier that yeah. Derek Carr had visited with the Jets. Apparently went well over the weekend. And David Carr, of course, is his older brother. Now, I believe, a commentator at NFL Network. But David Carr was a heralded number one coming out. And... Off the top of my head, AP, I don't know if any quarterback has been sacked more uh, in, in his first year or two, and it basically than David Carr, and I, it, it, it ruined his career. There's just no doubt about yeah. it, and there's been a, a lot of others. You can only take so many hits uh, in the early going that it, it, again, it can just literally ruin a career before it really gets started. Sad. Yeah. I think consciously, John, or subconsciously, you're probably losing some time that you'd, you'd be looking downfield to check on your receivers and the progression. And I think, and, and of course, the injuries themselves, I mean, changes your outlook on, on the game of football and your ability to compete and function. And so, yeah, if you don't have the protection, uh, I don't care who your quarterback is. It's it's a long, long season, and 
you know, it's what, 17 games before they get to the playoffs, John. Correct. Exactly. And, uh, so, you know, you, you know yeah, you, you, need a, you need support. You need that. I mean, the offensive line is critical. And we always have discussed this in the past. Right? If you have a good offensive line, you're keeping the other team's offense on the sideline, helping your defense. So, Correct. I mean, I don't know how you can, number-wise, you can uh, do all the analytics and figure out that if I have a good offensive line, I am increasing my chances for the team to win. I'm increasing the chances for my defense to be better and more productive and rested and able to get after their quarterback when they're on the field because uh, we're, we're not tired. Uh, and we can defend properly. So that offensive line, I, don't, I mean, I don't know the analytics about football, but I would think somebody did a study about the best offensive lines in the league. What does that mean for a team? And we saw that Philadelphia made the Super Bowl because they have one of the best offensive lines. Correct, and you with saw the young quarterback. The city improved their offensive line, and they ended up winning a Super Bowl. Absolutely, and what a uh, and just a perfect example, and because their quarterback is obviously J- Jalen Hurts, who you know well and covered uh, from day one of his college career, and uh, Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud have games very similar to Jalen Hurts, uh, but you know, back to offensive line, AP, what better current example than Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow. Uh, oh my goodness! Yeah, was you know was just pounded uh, his first year or two. He's only in, I think, year three or four. Uh, and he's been fabulous. And he certainly took it and never yeah. said a word, yeah. And which is why he's, I think, one of the many reasons why he's just beloved by his teammates uh, and basically helped him earn the spectacular leadership role that he now holds with the Bengals, maybe one of the best in the NFL, maybe yeah. Brady's successor as just the best leader there is. Um, yeah. But yeah, Joe, Joe Burrow has taken a lot of hits. <laughs> oh, yeah, John. And he, I, I think Joe Burrow is the exception because mm-hmm. he's had the weapons on the outside, those good receivers and tight ends. Good point. Uh, and running backs catching the ball as well. That he's been able to overcome the sacks. I mean, Correct. I remember there was a game that he was sacked, I think, nine times. I That's thought correct. it was one of the playoff games, maybe, and he won the game. And if yeah. You, if you just looked at that one stat, you'd think, well, the quarterback was a wrath. I mean, so if you're sacked nine times, you know there's more pressures than the nine times they were able to um, tackle the quarterback for a sack. And then he, he won the game in spite of all that pressure and the, you know, the defensive line and the linebackers and the blitzes, they weren't being attended to by his offensive line. So, yeah, I think he's the exception. I mean, I don't think that Chicago has those types of receivers to bail out a quarterback that's being sacked all the time because you know there's a lot of negative plays. Yeah, and to Cincinnati's credit. You know, you, yeah, yeah, you've got to you throw a longer – you've got to have uh, receptions that are longer than the normal 10 yards, 8, 9, 10 yards. Yeah. Oh, no doubt about it. And to Cincinnati's credit, you know – the Bengals have focused on their offensive line. They have improved it, uh, yeah. but yet, you know, he had, you know, still get sacked, you know, maybe a little more than usual. But, uh, you yeah. know, but I think they brought in, if I'm not mistaken, Joe Tooney, 
great offensive lineman from the Patriots, mm-hmm. um, yeah. among others. So they, again, they deserve a lot of credit because they've addressed it as best they can. Like, in other words, they get it. Yeah. They know that Joe Burrow well, oh, can't yeah. be Joe yeah, Burrow yeah. without a great offensive line. And so they see they seem to have been improving. I know there were some sacks this year, uh, of course, and in the postseason as well. But Joe Burrow, I mean, I don't think anybody would call him a mobile quarterback per se. He's not in the vein of a Jalen Hurts who is, can you know, 50-50 on the run pass. But Joe Burrow can pick up. He, you know, he can pick up yards when needed, and it's usually at the absolute most critical time of a game where he'll pick up eight, 10, 12 yards to get a first down on third down, that type of thing. So he has just enough mobility to, you know, to offset what is, you know, the weaknesses of the offensive line. Yeah, John, and I think in the playoff game, one or two, I think the last one particularly, there were two or three offensive linemen starters that were out for the game. Correct. That's right. I forgot. It's tough to keep it all straight, but you're right. That, that was a hot topic. Going into the playoffs was the, uh, you know, the missing pieces, uh, missing starters from the Bengals' offensive line. But hey, they got to the AFC Championship game, and yeah. they had a chance to win. They were certainly in that game to the very, very end, to say the least. And uh, and yeah, um, but yeah, they did that with a bit of a patchwork offensive line this year. So more credit yeah. to them. What can you say? Oh. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, John, I would say the Chicago Bears, if you believed in Justin Fields that he could lead you to a championship, I'm saying stay with him, but improve that offensive line and get some receivers for him to improve um, those two areas. Now, I think that they're on course uh, if they don't swap out and draft their quarterback. I thought they would, might, might have the intentions of selecting Will Anderson Jr., the edge rusher from Alabama. Right. Someone you know well and uh, as heralded as you can get uh, the best defensive player in, the, uh, in college football the last probably two years. And uh, yeah. And let's not forget about Justin Fields, AP. You know, although he's been hit often, he also was exceptional as a runner. I think he set some records for running this year. So uh, there's a lot to like with that part of his game, to, to put it mildly. I mean, he, he's different. He, he's not a good runner. He's a great runner. Yeah, I, I would say that I, I, if I had to evaluate the situation, I'm thinking that the quarterback is not the issue um, because what other quarterback would succeed under those circumstances? Correct. And he really had his moments uh, because of his fabulous running ability. Uh, We shall see, AP, and hard to believe we're at the end of our second segment together. Flew by yet again, but we still have a few more things to get to, which we'll do on the other side. So don't go anywhere. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listen for Go to Health Radio. 
featuring host Jonathan Marks and health experts from around the world who bring evidence-based education from Western, alternative, and holistic practices. We bring together you, seeking relevant and proven information for your healthcare needs and reputable healthcare experts and companies who offer quality education for your benefit. Monthly, we also share continuing education for medical professionals. Listen live every Wednesday at 12 noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. Did you know that millions of people around the world do not have children? And yet the personal and professional experiences of people without children remain largely unacknowledged across cultures and within our personal networks. Public and workplace policies, media narratives, and educational content often reflect an unconscious bias, rendering our experiences invisible. New Legacy Radio engages these missing conversations with the voices of our community and allies and through committed action for meaningful change. New Legacy Radio, Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Want an insider's pass to everything that goes on in Hollywood? Join Summer Helene every week for Behind the Scenes. Summer Helene is known as the Duchess of Hollywood because she knows the insiders, legends, and celebs and brings the stories, the gossip, and the backstage scoop. It's the real Hollywood, though. So this program is for adults only. Behind the Scenes can be heard live every Friday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time and 7 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice of America Variety Channel. Tune in to Melody Edmondson's The Space of the Waste radio program. This companion piece to her successful guidebook series, The Space of the Waste, focuses on body types and how to make your waist length flattering, no matter what your body type is. Guests include designers, merchandise managers, factory owners, and more. You'll also find out what accessories will complement your body shape and waist length. Tune in every Tuesday at noon Pacific Time and 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Variety. You are listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or by sending an email to IIR at Comcast.net. Now back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham, veteran multimedia personality who covers SEC football and many other sports as well. Before we get started, my pick of the week for appointment viewing is... The NBA resuming their schedule after yesterday's All-Star Game. Starts on Thursday on TNT. It'll open with the 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time Grizzlies 76ers. And interesting game at 10 p.m. Eastern Time Warriors-Lakers. Lakers are kind of remade. But speaking of the NBA All-Star Game AP, uh, Matt McClung won the dunk contest and it was great theater AP uh, he has only played two games in the NBA <laughs> it's fascinating <laughs> and he's right now I believe the property of the 76ers I think he's been the property of a couple of other teams if I'm not mistaken but 
great interview afterwards. Uh, I think everybody was rooting for him. I mean, he just lit it up. I mean, his dunks were spectacular. Yeah, John, I think he made more or close to the same money, about 100000 that he's uh, accumulated so far in his NBA career. Yeah, there you go. Um, he, he was thrilled to win. Uh, you know, it's just a great story. And he's smallish. Um, not a seven-footer. Let's put it that way. <laughs> and, no, uh, no. But he has hops, no doubt about it. He really was, uh, and he was creative where he jumped over people, uh, I think two people, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, uh, <laughs> as one of his dunks, if not two of his dunks. But it was creative. It was exciting. Um, you, you know, just given his size, it just felt, you know, unexpected. You were like watching it and thinking like, wow, I, I just, is he doing what I think he's doing at that size? Right. Yeah, John, I mean, six foot two. There's right. no way you're thinking he's going to uh, have that uh, dunk um, uh, variation with being the size of six foot two. There's, there's no way. So you're right. Um, and John, you know, his uncle is Seth of the same last name, was the baseball player. Right. Seth McClung. Yeah. Yes, and I believe his father has an athletic background, if I'm not mistaken. Um, Matt McClung's father. Um, but yeah, it, no, it's great. You, you know, it's a little bit like, uh, and, and this is quite, quite the comparison, and I'm not comparing, but David Thompson, who, you know, he was not a seven-footer, but he's one of the all-time great dunkers, of course, out of North Carolina State. Um, right. legendary players, certainly in college and the pros as well. Um, but AP, you know, I, and I forget what David Thompson was, uh, maybe six, five, he's six, about six, six, four, about, about six, four, about six, four, John, six, four, but he jumped like a seven foot four oh. person. Oh, he for had sure. 42, 44 inches. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not saying Matt McClung is David Thompson. I'm just saying, you know, uh, for the dunks that they produced at their size, uh, just pretty incredible. And, uh, yeah, and AP, we also had, you know, just breaking news this morning uh, within the last hour or two that Russell Westbrook uh, is looks like he's going to sign with the L.A. Clippers, which means he stays in Los Angeles. He was with the Lakers for the past couple of years. Didn't work out there, as we all know. But he played at UCLA. I'm pretty sure he's a native of Los Angeles. So I would say Clippers, Lakers uh, matchups are going to be must-see TV coming up. <laughs> right, right. You know, they, they play in yeah. the same building. They don't like each other. I think it's easy right. to say. Oh, sure. They're, and they're trying to compete for the same fans. Correct. The audience. So, yeah, yeah that's, that, that adds some spice to that uh, menu. No doubt about it. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. I mean, we're, we're into the sprint here, AP, for both hockey and especially basketball. Uh, you know, the NBA only has like 20 games left, as in they've already played like 60. Then they take their all-star break. I said earlier in the show, I, I like the way they do it because, you know, it keeps the players fresher. Uh, as they head into the postseason where you can play up to theoretically 28 games, I believe, 
four series if they all win seven games. Um, that's a lot. So I think it's just a really good idea to have the All-Star break basically three quarters into the season as opposed to the traditional halfway point. Right. Yeah. So, uh, but going back to the, that dunk competition, uh, yes. you know, he started, I was reading, he started dunking the ball when he was a sophomore in high school. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's impressive. So he, yeah, he was, he was raised on that Tennessee, Virginia line in Virginia and, uh, played for, you know, originally committed to Rutgers, went to Georgetown, then it ended up at Texas Tech too. So he played for two teams in college. Yeah, so I, I know where you mean, where he grew up, Bristol, probably, Bristol area. Yeah, right. Is, yeah. is right there on the line, the famous town, famous Speedway uh, town. And, uh, yeah, so you got to think, AP, that, you know, after his profile went uh, viral, to say the least, that, you know, he's going to end up with a team like he suddenly is like a draw. If he if he's on the floor for an NBA team here, especially late in the season, if he especially if he starts to do things, because everybody knows who he is now, that's for sure. Right, right. So we'll see if he gets his chance now, and uh, see see what happens. Uh, you'd like to see him. Play, you know, he's hot right now. See if he can play a few games in the pros. Well, that's it. He's hot right now. He, you know, and uh, hopefully the. Sixers, who I believe have his rights, will find a spot for him. Uh, again, I think if he can do on the court what he did uh, at the All-Star game with the dunking, I, again, he could become, he's set up to become America's basketball darling, put it that way, in a hurry. Right, right. Well, oh, yeah, yeah you, meant, yeah, mentioned, you mentioned his dad. His dad played some football at Virginia Tech, and his mother was a cheerleader there. That's really that's where they met. And, uh, there you go. Yeah. yeah. I, I knew there was a, some athletic background there. And, uh, yeah, Virginia Tech, that's big time. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's just going to be fun to watch. I, again, I think everybody's rooting for him. Uh, certainly, I think, uh, certainly I am. I'm assuming you are. And uh, hopefully it works out. But, AP, we're at the end of the show. I just want to thank you, as always, for calling in. Great stuff today. And uh, and we look forward to doing it again uh, soon together. We appreciate your perspective. Hey, thank you, John. It's my pleasure. And thanks again, AP. And as always, thank you all for listening to All Around Sports. And we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at noon Eastern time. Thanks again for tuning into All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week.